So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between the world of online dating. I'm Erica. And I'm Chris. Welcome to So We Met Online. If you're looking for more information, find us online at SoWeMetOnline.com and all social media at SoWeMetOnline. Today's episode is sponsored by me. Well, not me exactly, my company, A Little Nudge. Running an online dating coach business during a pandemic isn't exactly the easiest thing, but I am still working with clients and I'm coming up with new and creative ways to do that. So if you're interested, you can go to alittlenudge.com or you can email info, I-N-F-O, at alittlenudge.com. And if you stay tuned through the break, Chris and I have a very special announcement. So we met in real life every year. I attend a conference, the Matchmaker and Dating Coach Conference. That's a thing? Yes, it's a thing. I've been going for the last eight years, which is crazy. Actually, Chris, I'm celebrating my nine-year business anniversary. Wow. You know how I knew that? LinkedIn told me. (laughs) (laughs) I started getting these messages from people like, congratulations. I'm like, for what? So anyway. Social media knows more than we do. Yeah, we'll have a celebratory virtual toast sometime. (laughs) There you go. Anyway, every other year or every few years, it's at this resort in Utah, and it's beautiful there in the Red Rocks. I guess my flight home was at a different time from everyone else's because they have an airport shuttle, and I happened to be the only person on the airport shuttle going from the resort to the airport. I had had a decent amount to drink the night before. I stayed up late. I knew it was my last night at the conference. So, you know, I wanted to stay up with my friends. So when I got into the airport shuttle, I said to the driver, I didn't even look at him. I said, I'm cranky and and tired. (laughs) Because basically I didn't want to have to make conversation the whole time. I did sit in the front though, because I was the only one and I figured I would at least keep him company in body not in person like not in personality so I'm, I'm grumpy and tired and I was wearing no makeup and a baseball cap and it was not my finest but anyway at some point on the journey to the airport he and I start chit-chatting and we actually got along really well and then I looked at him and I'm like oh he's he's actually pretty cute So we're (laughs) chit-chatting about where we haven't been in the country and where we would want to go on our next trip. And I was talking about, you know, I'd like to explore more of the Pacific Northwest. And he said he wanted to also. And we were talking about New York because I was flying to New York and he didn't have much experience with that. Anyway, we had a really nice conversation. It was about half an hour. Then he drops me off at the airport. I thought he might ask for my number. And I would have gladly given it to him. But he didn't. He said, next time I'm on the East Coast, I'll let you know. (laughs) And I'm thinking, wow, is that a blow off? I don't even know your last name. So I just kind of said, yeah, okay. What are you going to do? Just yell, hey, Eric. (laughs) And he's like, yeah. Okay, great. So that was that. I figured that was the end of it. I was a little curious, so while I was at the airport, I did go on Bumble just to see if I could find him on there. I had to guess. I know. I had to guess his age and everything, but I could not find him on there. And then, next thing I know, I have a Facebook message from him. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. And I was like, oh, that's funny. I said, how did you? He goes, well, you were on the roster of people I was driving to the airport. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was very flattered. We start chit-chatting on Facebook Messenger. And again, he says, like, if I'm on the East Coast, I'll let you know. I said, okay, great. Or we can plan a trip to one of the places that neither of us has really spent time in. And I know that sounds crazy on my part, but I am a little crazy. And I feel like connections don't happen that often. And we were both kind of excited about it, you know. So he agrees to this. I want to know your thoughts so far. Uh, well, I agree. You are crazy. <laughs> that's that's not what I was looking for an opinion on. <laughs> So, so we're, well, look, there's crazier things that we have done, you know, both of us. And and so uh, a a random trip with a random stranger is, I don't think the craziest. Thank you. And, you know, I knew where he worked and we had talked in the car and he seemed really interesting. And I thought, why not? Let's take a chance. So we're texting and obviously on my flights I I wasn't texting with him but in between I had a layover so in between flights we were talking we were trying to pick out which destination to go to it was really fun texting with him throughout the day and it was nice to get the validation I needed since I thought he was going to ask for my number and didn't it was nice when he said like yeah you were really cute and I said gosh I should wear a cap and not shower and be cranky from now on (laughs) So (laughs) I guess because I wasn't trying. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how many women do feel. And I think we've talked about this actually in a previous episode where you go all out to to dress up and, you know, makeup and whatever else you're doing. And at the end of the day, guys actually tend to prefer just natural be yourself. Yeah. Well, it was the natural looks, but also the fact that when I got in that car, I was certainly not trying to impress anyone. I was just exhausted and just wanted to get home. And I think yep. that's appealing sometimes because people act like a, a censored version of themselves when they're trying right. to impress someone. But when you're just purely yep. yourself, that's when people like you more. That's why people always say, how come the ones I don't like like me and the ones who I like don't like me? It's because you're actually acting a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we finally agreed on Sedona to do our have you ever been there i think so but i'm just laughing like why sedona well we had gone through about six places and originally he was going to come to the east coast and i'm like but that's not a vacation for me you know i want a little vacation out of it so then we talked about portland and seattle i don't know it just it just (laughs) just, i don't know i heard it's beautiful there okay Oh, yeah. Great. So, Perfect. Anyway, now it's like one in the morning now. I finally got home because, you know, I lost a few hours from the trip and the layover and the whole thing. And we're still chit chatting. Right. And then he said he was at this time. He was very respectful. He was like, well, where will we stay? I want to make sure that there are two beds and all of this. And he's like, I found an Airbnb that looks really nice. It has two bedrooms. And I was like, that sounds great. I had a flight already and we had picked a Friday afternoon to Sunday morning, figured two days is enough to see if we hit it off or not (laughs) and to see some beautiful mountains. So I'm about to hit purchase on the flight and he sends me the link to the Airbnb and says, okay, I'm ready. And I said, great, can't wait. And then I'm about to click purchase and I get a Facebook message from him. I mean, we had, we were messaging in succession that says, yeah, never mind. This isn't going to (laughs) work. 
I thought it was uh, like a oh. joke. So yeah. I just wrote, what? I mean, luckily I hadn't clicked purchase yet. And when I said what, you know how on Facebook, one, you can see if your message was delivered and then you can see if the person has read it. If it's delivered, it turns like a dark blue. And then if someone reads it, it turns the icon of their face. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yep. yep. Well, I saw that it wasn't delivered. So mm. he decided for one reason or another, he got cold feet, whatever. And then he blocked me before right. I could even respond. And I was beyond confused. I was more confused. I wasn't angry at that point. I was confused. Right. Sure. And then I guess he unblocks me long enough to send me one more message that was like, yeah, would have been fun. And then <laughs> reblocked me and I couldn't get another message through. He huh. blocked me on Facebook too, like my mm. profile. Yeah. And the confusion eventually turned to anger. Like, don't waste my time like that. I'm a very reasonable person. If you have cold feet or change your mind, just say to me, you know what? This is a little too crazy for me. And we had even talked throughout the day about how we were both equally up for doing something like this. Like maybe most people wouldn't be, but we both had that adventure right. spirit or whatever you want to call it. I mean, we talked about how we were both a little crazy and laughed about it. So I think I may have found his phone number online. I don't remember what it was or before he blocked my Facebook profile. Maybe I found his number on Facebook. I sent one text that was very clear and said something like, our communication was fun while it lasted. It was a really nice diversion on a travel day. If you changed your mind, you could have just told me. But to change your mind and block me so I can't get another message through is unacceptable. And I, I don't remember what else I said. And obviously, I, I never heard from him. That was that. Right. Look, I know it had nothing to do with me. But just the thought that somebody could disregard somebody in that way. And then not allow themselves to be accessible to the other person having feelings. That's just so wrong. And you know what's even worse? Anyone I told wasn't that surprised. Because this behavior has become more in the realm of possibilities. Which I am not okay with. I mean how childish and immature are you. That you can't have a conversation with someone. It's not even a conversation. It's over text for crying out loud. You can't even stick around to see somebody's reaction and so that's why the theme of today's episode is hiding behind technology because gosh i wouldn't even call that ghost i don't even know what i would call that there shouldn't be a word i feel like ghosting puts a silly word with just really bad human interaction and Which again we've talked about before and you know and, and we'll continue to talk about it later in the episode do you think he was in another relationship I think that's a possibility. I think anything is a possibility. Look, we could speculate day and night. We'll never know. I actually got a right. little angry with a friend of mine because when I told her, she was like, well, maybe he found something online he didn't like. And I said, why in the world would you turn this back on me? Like, clearly this is a him problem, not a me problem. He had ample opportunity to look me up online all day. And if he were in a relationship... Yeah, who knows? I don't know. But 
I sort of gave it to my friend when she said that. I, I think that would be a lack of confidence. I think a less confident person would turn it back on themselves and say, what did he find? I'm not that person, luckily. But that doesn't mean it didn't hurt. It really hurt. And look, I didn't know this guy. You know, that was one I got over in a couple days. But that doesn't mean my feelings weren't hurt. That doesn't mean I don't deserve an explanation or not even an explanation, but the chance to respond and say, I'm disappointed. There's a lot of interesting things that we can cover, and I'll ask you some more questions after the break. But to kind of carry on a similar theme, I have a similar story, and I've shared this story actually before, so it's not a new story. But believe it or not, I was planning a trip with a girlfriend at the time, and we had been together for about three, four months, and she asked specifically, hey, it'd be great if you can come with me to home, which was in North Carolina, and uh, meet my parents. And I thought, wow, you know, things are progressing. She wants me to go on a trip with her and meet her parents. Mm -hmm. So I actually went through the process of planning that out, uh, scheduling the trip, and booking the flight. I did actually book the flight along with hotels and yeah. other things that we decided that we were going to do. And I went to bed that night. I woke up the next morning and I woke up to a text message that basically said, this isn't going to work out. I hope you can get a refund. I remember that story. Let's discuss when we come back. Hey, everyone. Thanks for being loyal and wonderful listeners of So We Met Online. Chris and I couldn't be more excited to share season five with you. Now, what is this big, exciting news we have to share? Well, we are going to be coming out with new episodes every Sunday. You heard that correctly, once a week, every Sunday. So now you can hear your two favorite hosts. And no, I'm not talking about Ira Glass, and I'm not talking about Michael Barbaro. I'm talking about Chris and Erica. We'll be here in your podcast inbox or wherever you get your podcasts every week and we can't wait so here's the thing at least in the case of my story i'll never understand it but this person felt comfortable completely ditching me and then blocking me because there was no recourse we didn't know each other he knew we would never see each other again and so he blocked me on any medium where i might find him I don't understand how a person could treat another person that way. And I hope I'm never in the minority when I say that. I was hurt. Not because yeah. like I thought this was going to be, you know, my next great love, but because I felt like a piece of trash that got just discarded at the end of a day when for hours and hours we had been communicating and making this plan. Well, unfortunately, the aspects that you're talking about, and as we've said, kind of hiding behind technology, is a way of life right now. And it's a way of life across all forms of technology, all mediums. Right, and not just dating. Social media, especially in today's even heightened political environment, mm -hmm. probably more so. It, it could be about anything. Mm -hmm. And what you're going to find is you're going to find somebody who agrees with it, and somebody who disagrees with I mean, it. How do you disagree with in the middle of it? Not treating someone like trash. I'm not I'm not going to argue yet about that scenario. I'm simply trying to put into context that we do use technology 
in a few different ways. We use technology as a blocker, as a way to get away with things that we normally would not do in front of somebody. If I was right in front of you face to face, Correct. I would not say certain things, Of course, but I am way more comfortable with saying those certain things are different things when I can do it behind right. a keyboard. I agree. Right? Yeah. In fact, even fairly recently, there was someone I was communicating with on one of the dating sites. We had had a plan to have a video date, actually, because, you know, hashtag quarantine. And then uh, after midnight, the night before, I got some unsavory text messages from him talking about women's body parts. And I said, this is inappropriate. Best of luck to you. Goodbye. And he knows the right. same thing. There's no recourse. Right. There's no recourse. But th but you're talking about something now at the front of, of a relationship and at the end of a relationship, which both have the same general challenges or consequences or lack of, yes. you know, risk. Because I could send you a crude pickup line. I can send you Please a don't. selfie that's inappropriate. Nope. nope. <laughs> I, you know, I can do all of those things as a way to try to hit on you. Right which I would never do in person. Right? Of course. Um, I mean, half the things people say online, exactly. you know, nice chest. They wouldn't come up to you at a bar and say that. But again, that demonstrates that technology is being used as kind of this way of, you know, masking either true intentions or true personalities. Even as I've said in the past, you, you kind of throw out this net and I can say, a crude thing to 20 different people. And if one of them responds in a positive way, then I basically get what I'm trying right. to get. And, and guys, a lot of times play those odds. I know. But what I'm and, saying and, though, takes it one step further. It's not just saying something you wouldn't say in person. It's acting as if the other person is no longer in existence. It is blocking you from them being able to reach you. But again, we see this. I can go back to any number of situations where I've had people who I thought were genuine friends, who I've had years of relationship with, and we've gotten into disagreements over whatever the topic is, mm -hmm. and they will then automatically, I'm blocking you. And it, well, what? Yeah, like, I've had that happen too. And it's like, be oh, an adult. And talk this through. It's not even talking for crying out loud. It's over text most of the time. <laughs> but it's easier. See, that's that's the fallback. It is easier for me to just block you and not have to deal with it. Not have to deal with the conversation. Not have to. This is why ghosting is I know. A thing well, for the record, we're giving the advice not to do that. Well, we're giving the advice not to do any of this. Right. We've said this on past episodes that... Just have the conversation. It is more respectful to just say whatever you're feeling or say that you don't think this is going to work out. Right. Or say that, you know, I've changed my mind or whatever the case might be. Just have that conversation is the best right. course of action. It's kind of like homework or work. You know, the anticipation of it is always worse than the actual thing. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, who doesn't yeah, yeah. procrastinate doing something they have to do? But then when you actually do it, it's not so bad. And I have this client, he's I think 60 years old and he has dated quite a few women since 
I've been working with him. He's dated them for a month or two here and there. And when it's over or when he deems it over, he always whines to me. Oh, do I have to tell her? Can't I just <laughs> right. pull back? And st- okay, right. he doesn't whine quite like that. But, you know, I am tough love. I force him to have the conversation and not over text. I actually have made him call three times, three different women. And he always says to me after, thank you for making me do that. It went really well because I also don't believe in burning bridges. People respect you when you can simply express yourself. I always say someone might be disappointed that you don't feel a certain way, but they can't really be angry with you for not feeling that way, as long as you've expressed it in a kind and tactful manner. Yeah, totally. And it goes in all forms of communication, all walks of life or any situation that applies on both sides. And I've had women who have said, look, I just don't think this is going to work. I don't feel it. And yeah, I I can be disappointed. And well, I thought it was going great, you know, whatever. But at least at the end of it, it's like, oh, clear, understandable, decision makes sense got it okay moving on right we've talked about this before too but if someone just gives you that closure you can start the moving on process it's when someone doesn't give you closure whether you've known them for an hour or a year that it takes a lot longer to get over it because you don't have an explanation and I often tell clients and I know this is sort of controversial advice but I often tell clients if you don't get closure you're allowed to to get it for yourself. So if someone ghosts me, for example, I often would send a disappointed I never heard from you, was enjoying getting to know you, best of luck. And I'm not expecting a response, nor would I want one at that point. It's more of, well, I have to give myself the closure in order to move past this. I know a lot of people push back on me with that advice because they say to me well I don't want the other person to know I cared so much who cares if the other person knows you cared you're human you're vulnerable that's okay I'm not disagreeing with you and I think to continue that thought on something you just said a moment ago whether you know somebody for an hour or a year there are some people out there (laughs) that believe in this kind of thought process that okay Erica you only knew the guy for a day. Do you really have the right to feel upset or frustrated or grumpy or whatever the case might be? Whose business or concern is that except your own? The right. I'm not arguing about how you feel. I'm suggesting that there are going to be individuals out there that are listening who might think, okay, look, I've only known this person for a day or an hour or You know, what happens if you go on a date and the date is bad? We've talked about this where even after a date and you only spent that one hour with that person, you still Mm -hmm. feel like maybe you need to tell somebody, you know what, I appreciated the time, but this isn't going to work. Where other people might actually feel, you know what, we knew it didn't feel right. We knew it didn't work out. There's no need for me to call that person or text that person back and saying, you know, thank you for the date. I don't think this is going to work out, right? And again, this has been something that we have talked about before, but at what point in time do you have that feeling like I do need that communication or I don't need that communication? And I know from your perspective and partially from my perspective, 
the common decent thing to do is to always communicate, to overly communicate. Mm -hmm. I'm simply trying to address those people who are thinking, it was a bad date, it was an hour, no skin off my back, I don't need to continue this conversation. I think that's individual. Everyone needs a, a different amount of time. Maybe it's two dates for someone. I actually thought you were going in a different direction with that comment, which is you said before, someone might say, well, it's not your right to be this upset about someone. That's crazy talk to me. You feel how you feel. And I've often had conversations with clients, serious conversations where, well, I'm thinking of one example in particular. A client of mine had gone on two dates with someone, two or three, I think, and she was really getting along with him. She was very attracted to him. Everything seemed to be working. He sort of did the slow fade and she was upset. One, I think it made her more upset because she didn't get closure. But two, she really liked him. And after about a week, we talked about it and she's like, I shouldn't still be feeling this. And she kept berating herself for still feeling mm -hmm. sad. And I said to her, there is no timeline on this. I've taken longer to get over someone who I've known shorter than other people. Different people kind of strike you in a different way. You connect with people in a different way. And I assured her that it is okay to feel how you feel. I mean, in the scheme of things, what's a week? What's a month? Who cares? Now, if you're still pining for someone you had three dates with 10 years later, okay, that's another conversation. But if in the short term, you're feeling something, you're feeling sad, you're feeling not ready to put yourself out there again after a disappointment from someone you like, that is okay. And give yourself permission to feel that way. So many people jump back on the dating sites immediately because they're like, well, I shouldn't feel sad. I barely knew the guy or girl, or person, whatever. It's okay. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're all going to feel things differently. Somebody could see somebody for two dates and it doesn't work out and be devastated for another month. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody else could date somebody for a month and end it and be like, I'm glad that's over, right? We're, we're all going to process, we're all going to think and feel differently about every single encounter, relationship, conversation, date that we ever have. And you're right, we can't necessarily dictate how you should or shouldn't right. feel based on those interactions. You shouldn't dictate it but, to yourself, and you certainly shouldn't let other people dictate it. But I do think, unfortunately, and rightly or wrongly, a part of us has this feeling like, Oh, you know, we know best. Or here's how I would respond to that situation. And I'm sure there are people who are sitting here thinking now, would I randomly decide to go on a trip with somebody I just met? Uh, okay, I know. No. I know. <laughs> and, and then maybe somebody else would say yes, right? And which, which really quickly sidebar, uh, it reminds me, I did ask a question once, and this is from a movie, uh, if anybody has seen the movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey. And in that, they go to an airport and they said, okay, let's just go to the first place, the next available flight. And the next available flight was, I can't remember, like Idaho or something crazy. And so they bought a ticket and they just went spontaneous, completely crazy. And I asked a, a group of people, I think I did it on my Facebook wall once. And I said, okay, how many of you would actually decide to just go to the airport and buy a ticket to the next available flight and, and go with somebody on that trip? And it was amazing to me how diverse the responses sure. were. Everything from like, no way to absolutely, to I had one person send me an email and say, 
are you offering? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this was just a hypothetical conversation. But <laughs> so, you know, it, it is, it, again, it gives you kind of an indication how people will respond to different things, you know, in different ways. But at the end of the day, that response is to say, how would I respond in this situation and I wouldn't do that or I definitely would do that and why did you do that and I can't believe you did that and I would feel that or I wouldn't feel that and I think we all go through those types of thoughts in our head when we hear stories like this but that's part of the joy of us sharing these stories online. That's absolutely true and while I was in the planning process I didn't want anyone to tell me what to do or to give me their advice so I didn't tell anyone all day, even though I was excited because I didn't want to be judged. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And doing what you want to do is absolutely fine. I think we... I want to be recording this podcast. Go, so here I am. Yeah, we, we decide the dates or the relationships or the approaches that we want to do. Mm -hmm. It has happened to me where I've met somebody and telling a friend about who I've met online and, hey, I'm going to go off on this date. And I've been told, I, I don't know if that's the right person for you. <laughs> you know, I mean, we get it from yeah. family. We don't we know their motives. Friends. You know, some people so. don't like to see other people be happy. Well, that's, yep. that's sad. I think if we bring this back to the technology piece, right, yes. which I'm obviously an advocate of and the thoughts about hiding behind technology and especially now, as we talked about kind of last week, where technology has become a way of life. Mm -hmm. I think technology is also helping us change the way we interact with people. Technology is changing the way we date, you know, virtual dating. All of this is fueled by technology. And unfortunately, that also means the way we interact with people is also being fueled by technology. I agree. And you can see changes to the way we interact with people over the course of the last 10 years, right? Yeah. The, and on the, the whole, I'm grateful for technology. Look, I wouldn't be celebrating my nine-year business anniversary if technology didn't exist because my whole business uses the online dating sites. If they weren't there, there would be no business. So obviously, there are greater benefits to technology than costs, but some of the costs are hurtful to people. And that's, that's kind of yeah. all I wanted to share. And I think even though technology is now an integral part of our daily lives and we rely on it to communicate and interact with people, you shouldn't use technology as a way to treat people differently. I love that sentiment. Do I think <laughs> that will ever come to fruition? No, but, <laughs> no. but I love the advice. No. Speaking of technology, if you have any questions, concerns, compliments, feel free to write to us on our Facebook page, So We Met Online, on our Instagram, So We Met Online, or you'll probably get a faster response <laughs> if you write to me at my Instagram, at a little nudge. Thanks, Thanks for, listening. for listening.